The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Well, earlier this week I was talking with um, a group of people and one of them asked a question around working with low energy states, in particular um, states like dreamlike states in meditation. I think these are pretty common for people um, as, the, as the mind begins to settle into a meditation. Often we get into a very drifty, dreamy kind of state. And um, I've talked about this quite a bit in my own, from my own practice and, and have often said, I've learned so much by exploring those kinds of states with mindfulness. And the person I was talking to said, what am I supposed to be learning there when I'm exploring that? I can kind of know I'm dr- daydreaming, but what am I supposed to be learning? And so I, I, I thought to unpack that a little bit, you know, the kinds of things I learned by exploring those kinds of, of states. And I think the very first piece is to just start with kind of a curiosity about the experience itself. That's, that's the encouragement and what, where I learned with these states. So the, the state itself, often when we're meditating, um, you know, the mind can get kind of soft or relaxed and it just starts drifting. And it, it kind of goes into, well, some, I sometimes call it a hypnagogic state. It's like daydream-like images, random kind of images appear in the mind. But you're not asleep. And I think most people can know that because they're not like, they're not like falling over like this. They're actually upright. But the mind is doing this daydreamy-like thing. And so if you're not actually falling over, that's, that's, a, that's a sign that there's probably enough capacity to be aware with the state itself. And that itself um, uh, is a useful exploration. And, and we can learn from um, exploring how to be with a low energy state. I think what I talk about here um, will be relevant not only to these dreamlike states, but other low energy states. But I wanted to focus on these dreamlike states um, just to make it a little simpler to, to, to reflect on. So with these dreamlike states, um, there's, there's the, the content, there's the images, and, and you know they're often seemingly random or nonsensical or just stuff, you know, it's, it's not, they're not that, that interesting in some way, or sometimes they're interesting, but they're not, they're not, they don't seem to be too much about me. You know, they're, they're just kind of random drifty images. And the, um, one of the things that we can learn with this kind of state is that, well, the, the images, the content of the state there, the content of the thoughts because essentially, these dreamlike images are a form of thought. And the content of the thoughts, you know, what they're about, these people that are talking about things that I don't know much about, people I don't know, you know, just random images of landscapes or things like this, you know, the, the, um, the content, we don't have to attend to the content. The content is not so important here. 
So in attending to this kind of experience, there's an interesting learning that can happen around what it means to not um, hook to the content, to be aware, but to be aware of the quality of the mind that's having that, those images, that's having that experience. So that itself sounds maybe, um, for some of you, a little bit um, unfamiliar or not so sure how to be with the quality of the mind. So I'll talk about it a little bit and see if, if you can recognize or begin to touch into potentially what it might mean to be with the quality of the mind that's having those images. So the, the mind in that kind of a state is often, um, the experience is often fairly relaxed. The mind is pretty, pretty calm, actually. It's not, it's not picking up on these images. They're just kind of floating through. So the mind is pretty calm. It's, it's close in some ways to the state of calm or tranquility in some ways, that the quality of the mind is, at least. The mind is pretty relaxed. And the experience of the mind is fairly um, diffuse. It's not a specific experience. Like we might, I mean, the, the, um, the images are specific. We can recognize and identify, you know, thinking about or having an image about a landscape or something like that. But the feeling of the mind often isn't something we have much in the way of words for. But there is a quality of the mind that, that feels kind of perhaps spacious, relaxed. Maybe it feels a little foggy or fuzzy in a dreamlike state. Sometimes it can have that kind of quality. And so the, the quality of the mind there is... is um, is best met with a mind that's very relaxed and kind of broad because the experience is broad and diffuse. So that's one of the things that this kind of state really helped me to learn, how to be aware in a different kind of way. In my early um, meditation practice, it was very easy for me to be aware of specific body sensations, even specific emotions, like, yes, I know that I'm angry, or I know that I'm frustrated, or, um, you know, so I could be aware of specific um, thoughts, or I could be aware of a sound, and, you know, even ongoing sounds. So, you know, I could be aware of things that I knew or I was familiar with, let's say. But this, you know, being with or opening to something unfamiliar or more diffuse or vague or foggy, it was harder. It's, it's kind of like it, it's almost like there wasn't any place to land. And so it took a little bit of, of time. And this kind of experience of being curious about, well, what is this experience of being in this dreamlike state? This kind of exploration helped me begin to touch into this broad, more diffuse kind of mind state. So this is one thing that is a great learning around, um, around this kind of experience, because for many people, this kind of state, um, along with other low energy states, you know, 
sleepiness or dullness or fogginess, those are also this kind of diffuse quality, uh, something that's not so specific. It's more like a fog on a mirror. It's more like, you know, when you walk out of the door, you know, what the weather is, you know, it's, it's, it's not something that's just one specific thing. It's a whole mixture of things. And so the, the, um, the opening to the quality of the mind in this dreamlike state uh, begins to help the mind learn how to be with a different kind of mental experience. This more diffuse, broad quality to the mind. And this kind of um, awareness actually ends up being really useful in meditation in general. There's a lot of qualities in the mind, wholesome as well as unwholesome, that have this flavor. So tranquility, calm, equanimity, metta, all have this really diffuse, broad, spacious kind of quality. And so with this exploration around um, a dreamlike state of mind, you, your, mind your mindfulness, your, you begin to learn how to touch into those kinds of experiences. So that's one, one big learning for me from this kind of experience. Another one was several more um, learnings around this um, that I began to see that I had ideas about what the mind could be mindful of and had beliefs that in certain states it couldn't be mindful. So the idea that in this dreamy state, it seems so much like sleep. It's like, well, if I'm asleep, I'm not mindful. So, you know, it must be that it's not possible to be mindful of this state. So I need to change this state in order to be mindful. That was kind of the terrain of what my belief was around this kind of low energy state, especially early on in my practice. But then in working with it, and like I remember one time I was doing walking meditation at, um, at IMS on a retreat, and I was so low energy. It wasn't the dreamlike state, but it was just like so low energy. I just felt like I just do not have the energy to be mindful that's another, so it was, there, was a, there was a belief that the state of mind itself was inherently problematic for being mindful. And so I, you know, noticed that, I noticed that thought, and then I noticed that I was seeing, and I knew that I was seeing, and that I was hearing, and I knew that I was hearing, that I was aware, that awareness was happening. What wasn't happening so easily is that I couldn't necessarily choose and aim and direct my attention without it being very exhausting. But if I didn't do that, if I just settled back and, you know, it's like, oh, there's, this is a low energy state. What is obvious here? What is the mind aware of? Well, it's aware of the experience of low energy and it's aware of seeing and it's aware of hearing. It's aware of moving. So it, it, it helped me to understand that, th- that um, things that I thought were inherently non-mindful, there might be a possibility of being mindful with them. And at this point, I'm pretty confident that you can be mindful with pretty much any state. 
just the 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 practice that the exploration I've done around states where it feels like, well, how how can I possibly mind, be mindful of this? Then you know, kind of, well, there's some awareness here that I've got the idea I can't be mindful of this. You know, that's a good clue. If you've got a thought, I can't be mindful of this. You already are aware that that this is happening. I can't be mindful of spaciness. I can't be mindful while the mind is this low energy. I can't be mindful while the mind is this restless. If you have that thought, you're already aware of the restlessness, of the spaciness, of the low energy. And so checking that out. Often what it means when we think I can't be aware while I'm spacey or restless or low energy, it means I can't be aware of what I want to be aware of. I can't pick what I want to be aware of. But you can probably, you already are probably aware of that experience itself, of that state itself. So this is a big learning around hypnagogic states. You know, people often come in and report or describe, I'm noticing that I'm in these dreamlike states and, you know, assuming that they're not aware, but they're able to describe that they're having those states. So there's some awareness there. So seeing if you can kind of be curious about that, you know, let's see if the mindfulness can start to infuse those states. And I think a lot of the reason why we can't be mindful of those states is because we believe we can't be mindful of them or we think it's not possible to be mindful of them or we're thinking that in order to be mindful it means that i i need to be able to choose what i am paying attention to that was definitely a belief i had early on that if i wasn't choosing what i was aware of it meant i wasn't being mindful but mindfulness itself can receive without our actively choosing And so this is another big learning around this kind of state, the learning about how much, how much mindfulness can penetrate states that we think we can't be mindful of. Another piece, um, check my notes here. Oh, right, the the low effort. So sometimes in this kind of a state, what helps us to be aware of it is not to try too hard. That sounds paradoxical in some ways. You know, it's like the mind is low energy and, you know, in order to be aware of something when I'm low energy, don't I have to bring the energy up? But actually what seems to happen, what seems to be the way in is that um, to not try so hard, but to just see, again, it's, it's like letting the mindfulness do the work rather than me having to pick or try to look at. It's like whatever is obvious about the state. Trying to look at a state like low energy is often kind of getting in the way of it. And so there's, there's a, a learning, at least for me, there was a learning about how little effort it actually takes to be mindful sometimes. Now, sometimes it does take some effort, but there's, when you're in the hypnagogic state in particular, the dreamlike images, when those are happening, um, you know, and you're not falling asleep, you know, you're not dropping and, and going off into dreaming. 
Um, but when you're in that state, the mind is pretty relaxed. And it just is just slightly low energy to not be quite fully aware of the state. And so uh, I sometimes uh, think it, it takes just the slightest upping of the energy to connect with that experience. It doesn't take a lot. Just enough to, to be curious. Well, okay, I'm aware that it's daydreaming. What is it like to have this quality of daydreaminess? Not the content, not attending to the content, but what is that quality of mind like? That's sometimes enough to really kind of, kind of almost like bring the state into focus and to really begin to touch into the relaxed, spacious, easeful quality that is in the mind in those daydreamy-like states. That's another, another big learning for me around those states is the state itself is so relaxed. It is a relaxed mind that's in that state. And so if you're not trying to change the state in order to be mindful, but kind of more like seeing if the mindfulness can come into that state, you know, just it's, it's the slightest little, it feels like a quarter turn of the attention, just the slightest little turn of the attention to align with, oh, this is what it's like to have that daydreaminess. Then you begin to understand like the quality of that mind, the quality of the mind that's, that had been doing the daydreaming, the quality of that mind is very relaxed. And so it begins to, to help you to feel what a relaxed mind feels like. We can be aware of that relaxed mind. And that's a lovely place, a relaxed mind. I often say this in the guided meditations. When the mind is relaxed, it naturally receives. It's naturally receiving experience. Now, again, when the mind is very relaxed, it may not want to go out and do something to look for something. But with connecting with that relaxation, there will be something to be aware of, if only the state of relaxation itself. Other things about that um, quality of a relaxed mind is you kind of tune into that state itself. You kind of let go of the daydreaming, the thoughts, and just turn to the quality of the mind. Um, is that you might start to see or experience um, something that's very uh, similar to the quality of falling asleep. Many of you have probably felt at times, you know, Sometimes when, when right at the edge of sleep, you feel this kind of dropping experience. Have, have many of you, have you felt that quality when you're getting ready to fall asleep, just a drop experience? That can happen in the meditation also. And we might interpret it as being falling asleep. But it also is the experience when the mind is very relaxed, it can drop like that into a deeper state of relaxation. And if we can be aware of that and not thinking, oh, I'm falling asleep, got to do something about it, just aware of that dropping quality in the meditation, then there's a, a way that we can uh, open into an even more relaxed, more spacious, more easeful state of mind. 
So these are some of the some of the things some of the things I've learned. I don't even think this is exhaustive of things I've learned around being curious about this kind of state of mind. And partly I I, I offer this because we have so many ideas about like judgments. It's like oh if I'm if this is happening in the mind, then it's like. Nothing can be going. I can't be learning anything, or I've got to change the state of mind in order to to get back on track with the meditation. And what I found in my own practice was that curiosity about the state itself was uh, deeply um, um, supportive of the practice, and there was so much to learn. So uh, just to kind of maybe inspire some curiosity for you around that state, the next time it happens, maybe instead of thinking, oh, this is a problem, you'll remember and think, oh, maybe I can be aware of this. What, is it, what does it feel like to be aware of it? And I will say that it takes some time to learn how to open to this kind of broad, diffuse experience. It certainly took me a while. Um, and, you know, in playing in this terrain, you're probably going to find yourself maybe exploring, okay, let me try to be with this state. And then you find yourself dreaming again, you know, back in the dreams. Just be patient with it. Just keep being curious because it, it's, it's like you're exploring the edges. You're exploring something new. And when we're exploring something new, a new way of being aware or being mindful, very often it's like the very, it's the edge of where we can be mindful. It's the, very, it's the edge of that. And so we'll slip out. And so it's, when you're exploring something new like this, um, give yourself permission to slip out and see, be curious about, about um, okay, I slipped out. Let's see what happened there. Where did the mind slip out? Or can I touch into the state? Can I touch into the quality of the mind? And just be very patient with the, with the process because it does take time. So any reflections, questions, or um, thoughts about anything that I've shared? This is actually a topic I love to talk about because I've spent so much time in this state and have learned so much from it. Christy, yeah. Um, I've heard teachers talk about um, kind of spacing out or, or just that term spacing, being spacey. Um, is that sort of in the family of the hypnagogic states or I would say, yes, I would say spacing out is in that family. And I used to think, you know, when I was spaced out, it's like, oh, spaced out, come back, you know, know, spaced out, bring the attention back to something. I had one experience. um, I was eating a meal. And this was one of the key learnings that I had around this flavor of state. You know, I, I focused on the hypnagogic states mostly today, but, you know, low energy, sleepiness, dullness, faciness, fuzziness, fogginess, they're all in the same family, I would say. And so I was eating a meal and I, would, I was like attending to, you know, picking up my fork and noticing the, the sensations in chewing. And then I noticed I would space out. 
And I would think, oh, spacing out, come back to eating. And I would direct the attention to the eating. And then I would space out again. And at some point, I just got curious about that spacing out. It's like, okay, well, the mind is doing this spacing out thing. Let me see if I can follow the mind into spacing out instead of trying to like bring it back to the eating. And so that, that was the exploration. When I felt the mind do that, it's like, oh, here it comes. Okay, let's see if I can, I can be there with it. And I could, and it felt like this, I stopped eating at that moment. You know, I just kind of sat there and there was this buzzy kind of relaxed quality in the mind. It kind of felt like I left my body a little bit and hovered up here somewhere. And I was just like drifting and spacing and, and, and kind of vibrating in that place for a little while. And it's like, okay, I'm there. I'm relaxed. Yep. And, um, and then in being with that quality of mind for, I like, I just hung out with it for like 30 seconds, maybe. And then it vanished. The state vanished. And then I was quite alert and relaxed. And what I learned from that was a couple things. One, that, you know, when I was fighting with it, trying to bring it back, bring it back, bring it, it kept coming up again. But when I just hung out with it for 30 seconds, it like, it did what it needed to do and then it went away. So that was one thing. But the other thing that I realized was in that space of the mind being in that spaciness, it's like, oh, wow, the mind is real. It wants some rest right now. I understood that, that, you know, I was like making it do something and it was tired. It was like, you know, it was like my mind was saying, if you're not going to rest now, I'm going to rest because, you know, I've had it. <laughs> so it's my mind kind of just saying, you know, I've had enough right now. So I'm going to space out, you know, and yet you can go with it. You can be with that experience. And then when I was with it, it dissipated. It took its rest and then it was available to just be with the next thing. So that was, that was another big learning there, you know, in that kind of exploration. So yeah, I mean, play with it. It's like space. We think spaciness inherently non-mindful, but it's just the idea or it's the idea that I should be doing something else, you know, attending to something else. So exploring that too, it's like, okay, what is it like to be in this, the mind in this state? Yeah. Thanks, Christy. Thank you. We have another minute or so, Joanne. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Um, I'm just curious, like, in terms of energy, a lot of times, like, you have low energy. I remember uh, Joseph Goldstein talking about, oh, you put in a little energy, you're going to get a little energy. But the way you're talking about is that do you ever find it skillful to, like, raise your energy or even lower it, but I'm more thinking in terms of, you know, rev yourself up versus just explore what it is to be low energy. What I would say is, if you can explore what it is to be low energy, that's enough. If you can't, if the mind just keeps going out, 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 out. Although I did say a few minutes ago that, you know, have the patience with it going out a little bit curious, you know, if you can be with it a little while and then it's like, it slips out, 
you know, without, and it's like, and then you can do it again. There's, there's some learning that happens there, but then after a while of that, after some minutes of that, then maybe you do want to bring, you know, open the eyes, bring the energy up a little bit, um, you know, just to, just to, um, um, have it, have you not spend more time in the spacing out place than in the aware space. But if you can, be aware with it, even in a vague, fuzzy kind of way. I would say that's that's making energy that creates energy already. So if that's enough, um, but but there is a there's a judgment call there. You know, it's like if if you try to be with it and you're just gone again, and just you know try again and you're gone again, try again and you're gone again. It's like maybe this is a time to to bring the energy up. I like the idea, though, of, you know, that naturalness and not not trying to make your experience that's naturally coming up different. And and so often we judge it, right? There's some idea that somehow it's a problem that I can't be mindful with this. And, you know, it's like, well, maybe maybe I can't be mindful of it right now, but maybe I can. <laughs> maybe I can. <laughs> Give yourself that opportunity, <laughs> you know, check it out. Yeah. 